So here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us, who have been hustling and struggling to make it to success, who seem to make it one step forward, only to fall two steps back, who are dedicated, determined, and driven, how do we finally break through and win? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Kelly, and this is the Mind Body Business Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mind Body Business Show. We have an amazing, amazing guest for you tonight. I cannot wait to share Dr. Cheryl Lentz with you, with the world, because of her amazing, amazing background and the fact that she loves serving people. And that's what I love about what I get to do is I get to share amazing individuals like Dr. Cheryl Lentz. And it is so fulfilling, I cannot begin to explain. The Mind Body Business Show, what is that all about? It is a show I had put together. It's a show for entrepreneurs, you, small business people, that was made by entrepreneurs. And the whole purpose of the Mind Body Business Show is to help you to get to that next stage in your business, maybe even in your personal life. We talk about a lot of various topics on this show. And what I found in the last decade or so, when I started studying just those who had achieved success that was greater the level than mine, like a lot, a lot more successful, I started realizing after person after person that I was studying, some these are some people I know personally. These are others that are authors of books that are still with us. These are also others that are authors of books that are no longer with us. And I was just studying those who had achieved a high level of success, you know, from my vantage point. And I wanted to find out what is it that made them so successful? Don't they put on their pants one leg at a time? Don't they put on their shoes one shoe at a time? Uh, what makes them more successful than me? So I began studying them. And over time, three things, three patterns kept bubbling up to the top over and over and over. And you might guess what those are. They're the, basically the title of this show. So mind is mindset. And your success or lack thereof is all due to what's going up in that beautiful noggin of yours. Yes, that's right. It's on us. It's on us to develop that positive, powerful, and most importantly, flexible mindset and body. That is literally about taking care of your body. All of these successful people I studied took care of themselves nutritionally. They would exercise on a regular basis. That doesn't mean you have to be an Arnold Schwarzenegger in his heyday if you're a guy and you don't have to be a supermodel if you're a woman. It means you need to just move on a regular basis, exercise, do what you can within your um, within your means, with what you can do. Uh, and that's what these successful people have done. And then business, my goodness, that is so multifaceted and so interesting because all of these successful people had mastered the skill sets necessary to develop and build successful businesses and also to help grow them, scale them and continue to move forward. And we're talking about skill sets that they mastered, such as marketing, sales, team building, systematizing, leadership. I could just keep going on almost all night. Here's the thing. You might be thinking, well, gee, Brian, how am I going to master every one of these skill sets? This mastering anything takes time. And you would be right. If you learn how to master just one of the skill sets uh, that I actually mentioned in that list, just one, then you could be well on the way to the road of insurmountable success. Do you want to know what that one is? Maybe. All right, I'll let you know what it is. It is the skill set of leadership. When you have mastered the skill set of leadership, you can then delegate those tasks to other individuals that who have mastered those skill sets you have yet to do. And thereby you never need to. If you have a good group, a good team around you, and you have the leadership skills um, in your hip pocket to orchestrate all of it. So the Mind Body Business Show is here to help you. So all you need to do is listen to the guest, Dr. Cheryl Lentz, who's coming on tonight and take notes, take very notes. And speaking of notes, to a person, all of these successful people that I studied were also very voracious and avid readers. And so with that, we're going to segue into a segment I like to affectionately call bookmarks. 
Bookmarks. Born to read. Bookmarks. Ready. Steady. Read. Bookmarks. Brought to you by ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. There you see it. ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. One quick word as, as you're watching this live or if you're watching it as a recording or even if you're listening to this on a podcast at, after the fact. Very important that you keep your attention here on the show, on the audio, on the video, rather than going running away, clicking on tabs and searching for resources that you hear on the show, such as reachyourpeaklibrary.com. What I implore of you to do rather than do that is to write them down now on a piece of paper or on a notepad on your computer, wherever or however you can, and then later after the show, go visit it. And why do I say that? It is because the magic happens in the room. It's a virtual room. I think you understand where I'm going. I would just hate for you to take your attention away for just a moment, hunting down a resource while Dr. Cheryl Lentz drops that nugget that is going to change your life forever. And if you missed it, you missed it. Now you have to go back and replay it, but you won't even know you missed it if you weren't paying attention and you won't know to go back and replay it. So do yourself a favor and take notes. I host the show. I run everything and I take notes during the show. I write things down. I'll show them to you later. Um, so just do that. ReachYourPeakLibrary.com real quick. That is a gift that I put together. I had it put together with you in mind. Sounds cheesy, but it's true. <laughs> I did not myself become a voracious reader until about the age of 47. So that's about nine years ago. And then I thought, wow, what an eye opener. This catapulted my success like nothing before. And I didn't realize how simple it could really be. It's just by reading books. It's not just any books, it's the right books as you'll see on the site. All of these books are ones I have read personally and I vet them and they have had some to great effect on me either in business and personal life or both. And that's why they're on this list. So not every book I've ever read is in this list, but I started devouring books. As you can see, there's a number of them in here and you might recognize a few of them. I, all I say is find a book you haven't read that's on this list and click the button and go get it. And don't even go, don't go through paralysis by analysis and try to read all of the, the captions here on, under all of these books. The first one that jumps off the page that grabs you, just then take action and go read that book. All of these buttons here, buy here, they go to Amazon. They go straight to an Amazon site. So this isn't what I would call a money-making website. That wasn't the purpose of it. It was here to give you the ability to be more efficient in your time and pick out information that isn't going to waste your time. Uh, and so there's no guarantee that all these will have the same effect it had on me, on you, but the odds are greater if you can at least go with a list that's been vetted by someone else who has been successful. So that is there for you. And speaking of being there for you, oh my goodness, I'm excited. We have somebody here for us who goes by the name of Dr. Cheryl Lentz. And you know what time it is? It's time to share her with you. Here we go. It's time for the guest expert spotlight. Savvy, skillful, professional, adept, trained, big league, qualified. And there she is, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Dr. Cheryl Lentz. Ta-da! Yes. <laughs> Hello, Brian. It's such a pleasure to be here. Oh, I and I love so... your bookmark segment. As a college professor, I have a really good book to add. Oh, fantastic. It it's called Love is Just Damn Good Business by Steve Farber. It is a fabulous book that oper operationalizes love in the business space. And it is just phenomenal. So. Love is just damn good business. See, I, I told you guys I was writing, taking notes, and I'm going to, because here's the thing. This is something I have made a habit of doing, and it's a good habit, and that's why I share it. When I get a recommendation of a book I have not yet heard of, I mean, when this show is over, I will be on Audible ordering <laughs> that book and adding it to my library because then I, now I don't have to think about it. It will be in line of all the other books that I have in there that I have not yet gotten to. Uh, so I appreciate those. Uh, and as we go through, if you think of more, we can definitely uh, get those out as well. Uh, before we formally bring you on uh, and give you the, the respect and just justice that you deserve, I'm going to 
talk about a few of our wonderful sponsors. One of them is right above Dr. Cheryl's left shoulder. It's that red logo. If you're watching on videos, the big insider secrets. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen, if you stay on to the end, if you're watching us live, you will get the opportunity to enter to win a five night stay at a five star resort compliments of the big insider secrets and that is my buddy jason nast and his company that provide us the ability to give this away every single show it's amazing and just so you know it is legitimate meaning you're not going to be whisked away to this resort and then spend five hours getting pitched about a timeshare nothing like that it is a vacation stay so make no bones about it so stay to the end and you can win that and then we also have some other phenomenal things for you carpet bomb marketing so if you're struggling with putting a live show together and it's overwhelming and you want a lot of the processes done for you while still enabling you to put on a high quality show and to connect with great people like dr cheryl and grow your business all at the same time well then head on over to carpetbombmarketing.com carpet bomb marketing saturate the message or the marketplace with your message. Yes, I know the tagline, my goodness, Brian. And then there is one of the key components that is contained in the Carpet Bomb Marketing courses. And this is one that you'll learn how to absolutely master. It is the very service we use to stream our live shows right here on the Mind Body Business Show. And over the course of the past nine, actually more than nine years now, we have tried many of these quote unquote TV studio solutions, software applications for live streaming. And I'll tell you right now, StreamYard is the best of the best. It combines supreme ease of use along with unmatched functionality. So start streaming high quality, professional looking live shows for free with StreamYard now. So go ahead, write this website down and it is ryp.im forward slash stream live altogether, ryp.im forward slash stream live I'm talking fast because I want to get back to the woman of the hour, Dr. Cheryl, who has graced us with her presence, with her time, which is very valuable. And I respect that immensely. And I just wanted to say again, thank you again for taking the time to be with not just myself. This isn't about me. It's about you. And it's about the audience that gets to partake in your brilliance. And so um, I'm honored to be here and hope that whomever's listening, that I have a message that will change their life for them. And I think it will because everyone, I want you to listen to this and recognize what this young woman has accomplished. Okay, so we're gonna give you a little background. Known as the academic entrepreneur, Dr. Cheryl is a unique and dynamic speaker who intensely connects with her audience. I love that word. Having one foot in academia and one foot in the business and entrepreneurial space. That seems rare to me that anyone has that kind of duality. Her goal is to offer the audience pearls of wisdom today they can use tomorrow in their personal and professional lives. It is not enough to know. The expectation is for participants to take action and do. I love this. Join Dr. Cheryl on her journey to connect those dots to provide inspiration, knowledge, and counsel to move forward effectively. Guess what? There's more. And you'll want to hear it. Known globally for her writings, on leadership and failure, ooh, I like this, as well as critical and refractive thinking. She has been published more than 49 times with 25 writing awards. We're talking about an a the top of the game right here. As, a, as an accomplished university professor, speaker, and consultant, she is an international best-selling author and top-quoted publishing professional on ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox. She took the stage as a TEDx speaker in Farningdale 2020, October 10th of uh, 2020. And so with that, again, please welcome. Give her, give her a bunch of love with the comments and say hi and give her some high fives. The wonderful, the amazing Dr. Cheryl Lentz is on the Mind Body Business Show. I'm so excited. Thank you so, Brian. It's so lovely to have such a, a warm welcome and such an introduction. It's hard to believe I've done all that. I just put my pants on one leg at a time like we all do, and it just kind of happens to move us forward. So, 
I'm glad you said that because a lot of people, including myself, used to think that there was something different about these people that, you know, they maybe they had a, a third eye somewhere that I couldn't <laughs> find, you know, or they had, I don't know, an extra beefy brain, something going on that was different that made them more successful. The interesting thing is they're human beings just like the rest of us. Richard Branson, Dr. Cheryl Lentz, we're all human beings that have similar makeup um, physically and mentally, not all identical, of course, but what is it that makes them more successful? I mean, do you have any opinions about that, uh, Dr. Cheryl? Who, what makes someone more successful than another? I think it's resiliency and consistency. Um, I have failed in every major area of my life, bar none. And I've, some of my epic failures actually happened when I was in college. And I'm now 30 some years later trying to fix them because I now understand them, which I didn't when I was 20. And I find it very ironic that I look at failure now as a gift. I guarantee you what happened to me in college was no gift at the time. I was a smart aleck. I was acting like a, a reactive teenager because I had wanted these dreams my whole life. And I had my professor stood between me and them and dismissed me. And with a swipe of a pen, my life changed immediately. And I'm sitting there going, but that wasn't in the plan. What do I do? This wasn't supposed to happen. I didn't plan for it. There wasn't a plan B. There wasn't a contingency plan. And now I find it immensely ironic that I spend a lot of my time doing podcasts and keynote speaking about failure. And I'm thinking, so great. I've now been dubbed the queen of failure, but it's the question of, did I allow failure to remain? Mm. And that I think is the biggest thing because there's a great quote, if I may, by the infamous Winston Churchill. And it's one of my absolute favorites. But it, it goes something like, success is not final, failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Mm. That's the secret. So, and failure is inevitable and it's going to happen multiple times. And if you're not able to overcome it and learn from it and move forward after it, you will never achieve success in, in my humble opinion. And I, I'm <laughs> I think it's right in there. I used to scare the heck out of all of my bosses because my mantra tends to be fail faster, succeed sooner. I want you to do it as quick as you can, get it out of your system so we can get on to the good stuff. But most people do not like that effort. They just think somehow it is the worst effort in the world. I'm going, it isn't. And this is the hard part. It took me a long time because failure is a gift. Failure mm. is not something that happens to us. It happens for us. And that little, little bit of distinction is something because a lot of us, which is what I did in college, is I put that failure and I put it in a box and I put a nice little ribbon on it and I put it in the back of my closet. And it sat there for 30 years. Because the big mystery with me is I was a musician. I had been playing since I was five years old. I went all the way up to the university level. And then my professor walked in one day and said, you're done. It's over. Bye-bye. Find a new line of work. And he walked out. And I can still hear the click of the door behind me as he left going, excuse me? Did I miss something here? But it's the difference between wanting to train to be an Olympian versus training to simply have another line of work. And I, because I was so painful, and that's why we don't like failure. It's painful. It hurts. We don't want it. So we avoid it. And that's exactly what I did. I put it in the box and said, if you don't want me, I don't want you. And I'm done. I'm out of here. I didn't play for more than 30 years. Wow. 30 years. Music was my sanctuary. Music was my church. Music was who I was, not what I did. And I walked away simply because I didn't get my way. And what I heard, which is what most of us do, and hear me clearly, is when somebody tells us we can't do something or we're not good at something, we take it personally. And we hear, we suck. I'm the worst person ever. I'm the failure. And that's the distinction I need to help you make tonight. You are not the failure. We are amazing people, all of us, but we have to learn to separate ourselves, the person, from ourselves, the skill we're trying to learn. Most of us don't make that distinction. So, and I didn't in college thinking, oh my gosh, I am that failure. I couldn't do it. None of my friends were dismissed from the music program. No one had ever in the history of the program been dismissed, just little old me. And I heard I was horrible. No, what I should have heard is you're not good enough to be at the Olympic level but you're much better than where you were and how good I was since I've been playing since five years old. That's not what I heard. And I didn't have a mentor to help me process this. And I'm afraid that 
my professor was less than stellar in his bedside manner, so to speak. He, most of us don't like conflict, right? So we give the bad news, we wrap up the band-aid, we, we don't want to fire somebody, but we have to, and we do it unceremoniously, and it's very hurtful, and they're left to pick up the pieces because we don't help them through that. We don't like conflict. Nobody does. I'm not sure other than maybe a firefighter or a first responder, we are not trained to run into a burning building. Chances are we run away. We have learned, we need to learn to stand our ground and understand, well, what was failure going to teach me? And I have learned amazing lessons from failure because now I see it as a gift. Some will say, well, keep digging and you'll find the pony, maybe. Keep getting up one more time than you get down, maybe. The resiliency, the keep showing up. And again, I'm making a career out of failure. Who does that, right? I have failed every single part. I mean, it doesn't matter, career, family. I've been divorced twice. I mean, it doesn't get any more personal than that. But guess what? I'm still standing. I am still here and have had the most amazing career because of something that my professor did to me and or did for me. And this is what COVID has done for us. Many of us have become very resilient because we were forced to. I was forced because my professor said, this is the end of the line, you're not going forward. And so I had to shift. What has COVID done but shift? Many people have become very successful because of the gifts. And we look at COVID, it's like, oh, you've gotta be kidding. How is your failure any more than COVID's a blessing? It all depends on how you look at it. Because here's some magic for you. Most of us think the glass is half empty. Some of us think the glass is half full. Here's the secret. Fill your glass. It's a choice we always have. Mm -hmm. And most of us don't think of that choice as filling our own glass. Why? It's too easy not to. It's too easy to complain. It's too easy to put it away. We don't like pain. Pain is purposeful. Pain keeps you from burning your hand on the stove. Pain teaches you things you would not worth learn otherwise. But how many of us, Brian, like that part? Yeah, we, it's messy. It's painful. It's easy. I mean, I can tell you as a college professor, because I do teach as well, uh, 21 years now, that if I change the word exam to exercise, my student grades go up 20%. <laughs> Just from that mindset, because we hear that E word, and we're like, <gasps> and I'm the same way. I'm a student now. I'm getting a second master's degree. Uh, it's a long story, but I'm going, and I'll tell you, my first exam, I was the same way. And I'm like, oh, I'm out of practice. I'm going to school in 13 years. But it's the same way with the F word. We don't like failure. And my contention is you want to succeed, you better make friends with failure and you better be on a first name basis and get over it. Because failure is the greatest gift you'll ever have if you can look it in the eye, if you can be accountable for it. And you can do a little bit with Napoleon Hill. There's some other book to add to your list. Napoleon Hill, I'm a big fan. Matter of fact, one of the books I've just written and that was number 50, uh, Failure Has No Alibi. The most powerful book I've ever written. And Brian Stowell actually wrote the, the foreword for me because he works with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. But it's the ability, you fail, you own it, you're accountable for it, you look it in the eye, you stare it down and you work through it. You don't avoid it, you don't put it in a box, you embrace the pain. And most of us are like, are you losing your mind? And the answer is no. But the fact is the only way, we know this from geometry, a straight line is the shortest distance between two points. I spent 30 years going around that mulberry bush, round and round and round and round and round and playing Groundhog Day. And I find it interesting is that messages are all around us, Brian. I didn't listen to them until very recently. I've moved and lived all over the world, right? 38 times I've moved and have done some interesting things, but I turned my back on music. But yet when I came back home for the first time in 24, 25 years, every house I looked at, had a baby grand piano. <laughs> well, isn't that curious? That's not the message I gave to my realtor, I guarantee you. There were two pianos in this house that I bought. Neither one I could negotiate to stay. I find that curious. <laughs> November of 2019, a piano found me. A family interviewed me to be the steward for their family piano of 30 years. Sarah sits in my great room. She's a little baby grand piano, a, 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 what they call a petite uh, baby grand piano. And she sits here and that was my gift from the universe to go through the pain and agony of welcoming music back. Because it was a cakewalk. The first time I played that piano, it, it, I couldn't even play. It was so painful. But I went through the pain. I paid my dues. I faced it. And now 
music is back. And I would not have gotten through COVID had it not been for that baby grand piano. And the fact that the same music messenger that took me out of the game is the same musical messenger that brought me back. All right, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. wow. That was was amazing amazing. beyond belief. belief. Let's see. Andy, Andy, I'm hearing echo echo all of a sudden. If you might need to turn down your volume a little bit there, Dr. Cheryl, if possible. Okay. And that will take care of it. Yep, and it did. Look at that. Andy LaRusso, congrats on following your passion and sharing it with all of us. So thank you for that, Andy. That's very sweet. It was a long road, I'm telling you. that, that It was painful, too. But I'm telling you, when you get to the other side, it was amazing to realize a little Wizard of Oz here for you all. There's no place like home because we've never left. And if we can change the mindset, like Brian was saying, with that mind and what you think up here, the attitude is what's going to see things differently. And that's hard when you don't have someone to process. But Brian's an amazing coach. And I'd love to be able to help people to get over that part of it and go, you mean I can really be happy and I can get over this? And the answer is, yeah, baby, I've done it. It's cool. Yeah, I like to say you can let your circumstances basically affect your attitude or you can let your attitude dictate your circumstances. Exactly. It's like you, you said it perfectly. We all have choice. That's the that's the key of all of this for all of you watching and listening. I took a bunch of notes. Resiliency and consistency was her immediate answer. And then everything else supported that. Uh, failure is a gift. Said that several times. Uh, it happened. It doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. A huge, very powerful reframe. Whenever you catch yourself saying something happened to you, Maybe it happened for you, even though it didn't feel good at the moment, but maybe it was for you. Pain Mm -hmm. is, what did you say? Purposeful. Uh, And you talked about, oh, this, we got to coin this phrase. I I walked away because I didn't get my way. Ooh, I love that. That was phenomenal. Yeah, every parent is like, see, I told you that. But sometimes we have to learn the hard way because we really think we can do it our way. And it's, I do this with a lot of my students is I'll wait. When you are ready, you'll come back. I will wait. And that's the biggest part of being patient. It's also the painful part, I'm sorry to say. Yeah. And what you said quickly after that was you didn't have a mentor to help you through this. And here's the thing. I hope everybody that's listening to this is making this. They're, they're getting that what she is telling you is it's important to get a mentor in your life, a coach, someone to help you, someone that's got your back, that's there to help lift you, not push you down or pull you down. Um, and then you talked about how you took it personally. And yes. don't we all do that as humans? Uh, there's a great book by Don Miguel Ruiz called The Four Agreements. That's what brought that to my mind. And yes. one of the four agreements is don't take things personally because guess what? Most of the time they are not meant personally. To be well, personal. I'm here to help you discover the fact, I'm sorry to have to tell many of this, you're human and you're not perfect. And it's <laughs> the way it is. And the sooner you realize that, the easier it becomes we're flawed. And we're never going to get to the ideal, but we are in pursuit of the ideal. So if you can stop beating yourself up and look at the best is best, and sometimes the best we got is the best we've got, and then we'll live to find another day. But many of us give up too soon. And there's one of my favorite books. It's called Three Feet from Gold from one Mm. of my mentors, Dr. Greg Reed. And it was one of those how close so many of us get, and we quit just shy of the finish line because we're just tired. I mean, look at COVID. We are exhausted. We have gone through a lot of things in there and going, guys, we're just close. I'm getting my shot on Saturday and we're all excited about this. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not a train. But many of us are so beat up that we don't take time to care for ourselves. We don't take time to find a buddy to help us process. I really believe had my professor mentored me the way I now mentor my students, Helping me find a line of work gave me an amazing career I would not have had otherwise. But if he would have helped me, I might have been able to not take it so personally and spend 30 years beating myself up of a failure that really wasn't a failure, it was a gift, but it didn't feel that way and it didn't, and it stayed that way for a long time. My gosh, uh, I know that everyone can tell right now that you are incredibly intelligent, uh, that you love helping people, um, that what I'm feeling and, and getting from you is you have, you've gone through many, many failures and you are there to help people to not have to go through 
all the same failures you went through. And let's face it, everyone, why would you want to? You so can either blaze a trail by yourself or follow in someone else's footsteps. You're going to fail. Let's just accept that. But maybe you won't take 30 years to correct something because it was so painful. How many of us just put things in that box? When you have the courage to take out the box like Christmas and <laughs> unwrap the box and look at it as the, my gosh, the greatest gift ever was waiting for me. And I tried so very hard to go back and see my professor. I missed him by three years. He had already passed away before I could go back and thank him. Now, again, bedside manner, not his strong suit. <laughs> but he recognized that I was just going to be another Otterbroke musician and not at the Olympic level, but I was still very good. And the hard part is that I never heard the I was very good part. I just heard I sucked. So I went from one extreme to the other and just said goodbye. If I wouldn't have, maybe I'd have stayed in music and not have said goodbye to the love of my life for sanctuary. That was really my saving grace for so many years. Mm. Isn't I know it a lot amazing? Of people, well, they, they, they have this thing because I asked them, it's like, what if I gave you a magic wand? What if I asked you to dream a little bit? And then they start getting excited. It's like, what would you have done had you not been? And many of them like, oh, I would have become an astronaut. I would have been, uh, um, you know, somebody in Vegas. I would have gone on the road. I would have done, I've written a book, whatever it was. And now I look at the, there's no time like the present. If not now, then when? If not you, then who? You've got a message, we all do. And it's your failure not to give it to us that is the gift that you have to give. And that's what I want to be able to do. We're waiting for your gift, so come share it with us. We just need a little courage. And that's where I think a little encouragement goes a long way. But I want to be able to help your audiences make that choice. Because again, no one who ever goes to the end of their life ever wished they worked more. And they never regret what they did do. They always regret what they didn't. And so my mantra is this baby girl is not going to a grave with any more regrets. I am living every day as if it is my last and I have got all kinds of things to do before that fat lady sings. Whoever she is, I hope I never meet her, but I got things to do. And right now there's a, a sense of urgency even more so with COVID. You don't know when your last breath will be. And I want to make sure that when I leave this world, I leave it a little better than I left it and that people will know old Doxy was here. And that's very important to me to be able to serve because I realized here's the other secret, Brian. It's not about me. It took a long time to get my ego out of the way for that one. But it's about those we serve and those we love and to help them do it easier and faster than we did it with love and kindness. That's it. The secret of life in two sentences or left, right? <laughs> and what I love about, you know, let's not be about ourselves is, look, we will often do more for others than we will do for ourselves. So why not do it? <laughs> Everyone uh, wants to know why I've published so many books. Uh, it, the hardest time was doing the first one because everyone talks about it, but very few do it. And when I have something to say, I publish a book. I will tell you my latest one when I did my TED Talk was the hardest one I ever wrote because it was the most vulnerable. And yeah. that was a skill I had to learn. And it's difficult when you have a difficult journey, particularly when you're in the middle of it. We don't want people to see us with our nicks and cuts and flaws and warts and all of that stuff, particularly when we're less than Susie Sunshine. But <laughs> they have to be able to see some of that. And that's why writing the book was so amazing for me to be able to say, you have a choice. You can either sit and whine about it and stay in victim mode, or you can actually be about it and you can go and change the world. And that's why I love the failure has no alibi. I can't take credit for it. It's Napoleon Hill, but it says it all. You have a choice. Own it discover it, love it, or sit and whine about it and watch the rest of the world get on the bus. You want to get on the bus, dream a little. We only can have a dream come true if you have a dream. And so I give a lot of my students now that permission to dream. And sometimes, guys, I'm telling you, just recently I've had a lot of dreams come through and TED Talk was one of them. Ten years in the making to get the stage for TED. And let me tell you, it was magical. So dream a little and have a little dream come true. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's like uh, the old saying goes, you get what you focus on. That's it. So if you're a person, I'm not talking about you, of course, Dr. Cheryl, I'm talking about the audience. If you're a person that focuses on, well, crap, <laughs> then you're going to get more and more. What crap. resists persists. Weird yeah. cliches, right? If you keep, you know, I play Groundhog Day for many years and you're just going over and over that same lesson. We've done it, right? You're like, can I get off this hamster wheel? 
And the good Lord will tell you, as soon as you get the lesson, we can move on to the next one. And so there were years, Groundhog Day. Oh, yes. We just kept going over and over. And then I would get to the realization going, that's it? And God's like, yeah, we've been waiting. I'm telling you, you are the most stubborn one of my kids. But eventually you get there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so the good thing is, you know, you could have someone like Dr. Cheryl take you along the journey and get you past these hurdles that, if you were left to your own devices, will take you so much longer. And so with that, uh, Dr. Cheryl, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to really talk about what it is you do as a business and who you serve, who are the people that you are helping and how do they go about getting your services? What is the process like? Part of this is I started my company for a variety of reasons. First was there was a problem and I remember going to school and my professor would say, if there's a problem, you are now one of the 1% as a doctoral scholar, it's your skill to fix it. And anytime I heard that's the way we've always done it, it's just lazy people who are willing to settle rather than step up and offer another solution. And so that's what I did for my editing business is I am a publisher. I publish books. I publish books specifically for doctoral scholars, business owners and entrepreneurs. But I'm also more of a coach as well because I'm a 21 year college professor. And so I want to teach you to not need me. I will teach you how to write the books that I've had, how to publish, how to leverage, how to do these things that are absolutely amazing. And I've done them and that's what you wanna do is find someone who's done what you wanna do and they've done it well and they've done it successfully and they will teach you how to do it. So I teach people how to publish how to leverage and how to process failure because many of us get stuck. And as we've been talking, it would have been such a blessing for me 30 years ago to have had someone help me hear what my professor told me, processes, and maybe it would have only taken me a little while instead of 30 years. So. Fantastic. So um, my website. Thank you. Yes, I spoke at Zappos years ago and I've been speaking. I've spoken at the USO and quite a few things, but I will say Ted has been by far my favorite. <laughs> it, it shows, too. You get pretty giddy and I'm, I'm happy for you. The passion is just oozing uh, when you talk about the TEDx talk. And obviously, you know, it was a, a goal for you and you reached it. Those are the most uh, wonderful times when you have a goal. That you've been striving for and, and for 10 years my goodness i can imagine I got from previous stages every place i had moved to i tried for ted and they all said no and then one time i was like oh, they said yes wow you know and then to go through the six months training because it i found out in march and then um i went to it was in, not until october so it was six months of training and writing and it was just an amazing offer and all during COVID too. So that's even the most, because a lot of people, they canceled TEDs and we actually had real TED, meaning a lot of people did the social distancing in there. We actually took the stage in Chicago and had it recreated to remote into New York. So we got the stage in Chicago and used technology to actually have the real, the only thing we missed is the audience and the after party in New York with the rest of the speakers, because there were 15 of us, but there were three of us here in Chicago. So life hands you lemons, you have a choice. You can either pucker up or you can make lemonade. And I choose to make lemonade. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And, you know, you're talking about the fact that you went through all those no's. Mm -hmm. And we'll circle back to your first answer. And the answer was resiliency and consistency. And so what I love to bring up for everyone out there is this is someone who's now here that is someone who doesn't just talk the talk. She walks the walk. She has walked it. And because she has, she can help you to get farther faster. And you can't put a price tag on your time. In, in other words, it took 10 years for her to get on TED Talk and she can help you to overcome and get to your goal faster than 10 years, whatever it happens to be, because she knows the roadblocks that she had to overcome and figured it out. And now she can take her knowledge, her experience, her wisdom and help you to get there much faster. So what is your time worth? What is 10 years of your life worth? I have no idea uh, what her price pricing schedule is like. And at the moment I'm thinking, would it really matter? Would it really matter what it is? Because what is your life worth? What is your time worth on this earth? Would you rather stroke your ego and say, yeah, but I want to be able to say I did it all my way. Well, you heard what she said about her trying to do it her way. 
and how yeah, that worked for Sinatra, her. I'm a big fan of him, but that song, you know, you can do it your way, but I think it's so much easier to follow in someone's footsteps. And maybe I would not have had the career I had, but it would have been very different. And I'll tell you, I miss music. And as well as you read the book and you realize not only did I put music away, but I lost the love of my life in college. So that's a double header. And the fact that I don't know if I'll get an opportunity to correct that one, but these are the regrets you live with the rest of your life. And I don't want to live with those regrets anymore. They've been painful. If I'd have known then what I know now, maybe I would have made, no, maybe about it. I would have made much different choices. And that's what I help people do is to make different choices so they can get more of what they want and go further faster. Avoid regrets and connect with Dr. Cheryl Lentz. Oh, that's, that's sweet. I love it. New tagline, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you know, again, life is too, it, I, it took me a long time too, uh, in all honesty. Um, I mean, being a guy, I love sports. My ego was beyond huge and, and ridiculous. And I'm the first to admit it and I'm fine with it because I've learned from it and I've gotten past it. And the moment I did, things started happening for the better so much faster because again, like you said, so poignantly, it's, it's not about you. It's about everyone else and helping them. And I, you know, ego is about you, right? It's all about yourself. And once you get out of that and you accept help, that's the hard part initially. But then when you get that help for that first time and it works and you see the results are amazing, like what she can do for you, you will never go back to wanting to do it on your own again. All you have to do is crack that seal. So just do it. Whether it's with Dr. Cheryl or with someone else, just do it. But now you have low-hanging fruit, I like to say. She's right here. You just saw her website. It's www.drcherylentz.com. Right there. All I have to do is write it down and go visit it later. She has a contact form. We show, showed that uh, earlier. Invite her to speak at your next event. Yeah, if you have a virtual event, which is all we can do at the moment, invite her to speak there. Connect with her. I mean, you can tell she loves to help people. It's obvious to me. I mean, we got to have a, oh, what a fantastic uh, talk right before the show went live. Um, I have a personal issue I'm dealing with, and she was amazing in helping me get through just the first half hour of what I was going through. It just happened. And so I, I so get her now so quickly, so deeply that I want to share her even more with you. So to do that, just reach out and connect with her. Uh, I know it sounds like I'm horribly, rapidly, massively pitching her, but it's my show so I can do what I want. And I think she <laughs> is there for you to serve you and help you is the bottom line. Well, I something Brian and I talked about right before the show as well as we never meet people by accident. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I think many of us don't realize the teacher because we have a specific image of who that teacher might be. And you're like, really? You want to have the teacher who rides the Harley? Are you sure that's such a good idea? Or, you know, we have this idea of what it looks like. And I know many of us are waiting for what it looks like. So when it comes to us in a different form we weren't expecting, we often ignore it. We often miss it. And I miss messages that have been on there. It's as if my receiver was tuned to a different frequency. And then suddenly one day it's like, oh, there it is and the angels were singing and you just have this ah and that's a hard part that we don't have to take the long way around the mulberry bush particularly if we just stop reinventing that darn wheel already been invented you don't have to do it anymore it's already there been there for centuries good news is you don't have to do it so but we tend to like to and i'd like to see that we could just work together more in harmony with others and so trying to do it on our own by ourselves. It's just, yes. we weren't wired that way. Yeah, and you said it so well in the beginning uh, about people don't want to fail. They're afraid of failing. And that is, that is that wonderful emotion known as fear that we all possess. And what fear in this sense is, is more of resistance and hesitation, like a big old speed bump keeping you from getting to where you really are designed and uh, should be, where you should be. So for well, you, here's the weird thing is that we learn fear, Brian. I have amazed if you want to see learning in its purest form, watch a two year old starting to learn to walk. They make a game of the whole thing. They get up, they try a little, they fall down, they boo, and they giggle. And then they do it again and they giggle some more. As long as mom's not giving them the oh my God sign, they're going <laughs> to get up and it's rinse and repeat. And, and it's just something, it's, it's a game, but it's a means to an end. They're not wanting to learn to walk. 
they want that cookie that grandma has and Walkman's <laughs> going to get them there faster. And so if we look at that idea of what are the tools in our toolbox and can we have that joy? I wish I could turn everybody back into that two-year-old. We haven't learned that learning isn't supposed to be fun yet. We haven't learned that falling down isn't supposed to be fun yet. We giggle, we giggle, we giggle. How we ever lose that is really the secret of life. I want you to get that back to be able to say, okay, well, that didn't work. And then you do it again. And we're like, well, that didn't work. And, and you keep finding until that, ah, but that did and how many of our inventors, that's that true entrepreneur spirit. You keep just getting up one more time you down, then you got knocked down. But many of us give up like I did the first time. Edison, if you believe the urban, urban legend, 897 times of failure. How many of us give up at two, seven, 12? He went all the way to the end. And for him, I could just see him saying, yeah, no big deal. We'll try again tomorrow. However, tomorrow just kept going. And then one day I was like, Eureka, that's entrepreneurism. But I think we way give up way for, I mean, I gave up the first time without even doubt. I was like, <laughs> I'm done. I'm running. See you. Bye. Didn't even hesitate. I think we need to give it a little more time and to be a little bit more patient and go back to being that two-year-old that just says, well, cool, let's have a ball. And let's learn even through COVID. Laugh your way to success. Fail upwards if you have to in there, but don't let it beat you because failure, it's just a, it, you know, it's four letter words. No big deal. And what is fear? False evidence appearing real. Don't buy into it. Don't believe it. It's all, failure's cool. Failure's a friend. It's a gift. Enjoy it. Embrace it. Don't yeah. get scared by it. Right. And, and, you know, we've all been conditioned, mm -hmm. uh, almost all of us, probably everyone, for instant gratification. And we yep. all think that if we just join this one opportunity and we get other people to help us and we follow the, the recipe, we're going to, we're going to be able to walk away from our job in three months and yeah, not going to happen. Right. And so there was a, a wonderful interview, a quick story by a name, a guy by the name of Lewis house. Many people know who that is. Some don't, he's a prominent entrepreneur, very, very successful. He was being interviewed uh, on the topic of podcasting and he was asked the question by the, the interviewee or interviewer on stage. He said, Lewis, if you were to give advice to someone who was thinking about starting a new podcast for the first time, what would that be? And he said, well, two things. One would be that they must be ready and willing to commit to being consistent. And you said that on the opening of the show. They must be consistent. So if they're going to have a show on Monday at three o'clock, then they do it every Monday at three o'clock. The show drops. The podcast is available at that same day, same time, no matter what. Number two, if they are unwilling to commit to that consistency for a full two years, wow, then I would recommend they do not even start. And I thought, thank you for telling the truth. It, it was so amazing, uh, Dr. Cheryl, because at that moment, I kid you not, I was about at the two-year mark of this very show and momentum was starting to pick up right then. It did not go anywhere, it felt like, for two full years. It was spot on. And I just wanted to put that out there to let people know it takes time, it takes effort, and it takes what Dr. Cheryl Lentz said at the beginning, resiliency and consistency. Just never, ever, 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 ever give up. Get people around you that will help you. That, right? I mean, never, never, never give up. He said that in World War II, and that's why we get there. But I do believe we just, it's too hard. So we just said, nah, forget about it. I'll do it once. Nah, forget about it. We don't, and it's just like, wow, commitment, longevity. <laughs> Eventually, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success, right? <laughs> I mean, Facebook didn't find its legs within 24 hours. Neither did, you know, um, Sir Richard Branson, it's the entrepreneur of spirit that I will do it no matter what and have fun doing it. But most of the time when the going gets tough, the tough get going and the tough need to get going forward, not stopping. <laughs> yeah. The only instant way to make a lot of money would be to win the lottery. And I don't like those odds. And then those who yeah. do win, they self-sabotage and blow all their money anyway. It's uh, been documented. Well, it's because of the habits. When we win the lottery, we exactly. bring ourselves with us. And if you have poor money habits, all having more money is going to do is highlight that and is going to put a spotlight on what you already might not do well. So getting more of something is not always helpful. Good. It's just more. We have to have, you said earlier, systems. You need to build the habits, build the systems so that when things get going, 
I will get up in the morning and sometimes I'm not Susie Sunshine. I have to choose to be Susie Sunshine. And that means you got to put the smile even when you don't feel like <laughs> and all of the challenges you're having tonight in there. Look how brilliant you're doing by embracing life. Life is not going to be perfect all the time. You just got to keep showing up and do it with grace and dignity and with the same enthusiasm, good or bad. And that's tough sometimes. And I would sprinkle in some love with that. <laughs> Ooh, absolutely. That's why I love Steve Farber's book. And there reminds me of the movie that uh, Meg Ryan had. And she's having an exchange. I think it's called um, You've Got Mail with um, Tom Hanks and uh, Meg Ryan. And he's doing the whole Godfather thing. You know, the idea is like, oh, don't take it personally. It's just business. And she goes, shouldn't business start by being personal? Just saying. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And if people only took that to, oh. and that's the thing people, a lot of people don't get that business is a relationship with people. And that was something that had to get, it took a long time to get through my thick skull being a tech guy. I loved automation. I still do. And I just thought I could amass a massive list of email addresses and send out thousands of emails and build a business, a successful business and a, a one that would stick around Oh no, it don't work. It just doesn't work that way, especially not today. It's about establishing relationships. And guess what? It's never been easier than right now, even with COVID because of the technology like you're watching right now, including Zoom and others, you can reach out and talk to somebody. I've talked to people from Rome, from the UK, from Ireland, from Switzerland, and you do it like that because we can now. And we all have the same day, by the way, too. Exactly. You can be on one continent, you can be on three, and there, and you never leave your house, and you still got your fuzzy slippers on. It's like, how cosmopolitan do you sound, right? Yeah. But that's also the part of it is we no longer have to have provincial thinking. We no longer have to have it stop us with these boundaries. We can now start and ask people, tell me a little bit, embrace some challenges, and don't be afraid of people who aren't like you. The more we get out of our comfort zones. But here's the other secret, and we'll probably close with this, is the idea of if you're not struggling and if you're not out of your comfort zone, you're not learning. Mm. And most people don't like that. They want to be the expert. Well, the hard part is what happens when you have to get to be an expert? Malcolm Gladwell, 10,000 hours that we have to do. Can you do it with grace and style and panache or are you going to complain, moan, and whine the whole time? And so it's a matter of looking at how do you want people to look at you? How do you want to leave your legacy behind? How do you want people as, I mean, you've been my greatest fan. This whole thing is, it's, it's really brilliant to my ego quite candidly, but it's wonderful when you have people that embrace what you have, but my clients are not clients. My clients are friends mm. and I choose to play with them because we just have a good time. And the fact that we're working going, Oh, really? Well, wow, isn't that interesting? Okay, we're going to publish your book and have a good time doing it. I've got a book coming, or a book um, launch coming out with John's book on the 23rd. So, uh, yes, Tuesday. And the fact is, it's the most favorite part of the whole thing. And we do a best selling campaign and we do videos and, and it's fantastic. And people are like, who knew publishing a book? It's like, yeah, but in order to publish the book, you got to write the book. And that <laughs> writing the book is not something that a lot of people like about it because it's hard work. Mine wasn't. I mean, the, it was painful to write the book because of the subject matter, but it's something when you have something to say that you want to share your gift with the world, don't not share it. That's your role to play, and we need you to be in the game. And that's part of why I spend so much time with my students in particular. I got to keep you in the game. I got to get you in the game. You got to get off the stylines because we need you now. So, Let's figure out a way to help you be comfortable with being uncomfortable and to be able to know that you're learning and that it's okay. We're all doing it. It's all struggling and it's all good. And, you know, you just hit on something that um, I was remiss in mentioning it about the fact that you, you help publish books. Mm -hmm. And if people understood and recognized the power in just having your own book and yes. it honestly, I, you could correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Dr. Cheryl, but I don't think it matters what it's the topic's about. No, I think it was funny that when I did my first book signing, the book, um, Barnes & Noble was a little concerned about being a one-hit wonder because that was the very first one. But now that I've had 50 and they look at that number going, wow, it's just I had something to say. And that's where it is, is I know many people have something to say. And if you only change one person's life, you know the starfish example. You know, there's thousands of starfish on the breach. You can't save them all. But if you pick up just one 
and you throw it, you made a difference for that just one. And that's what it's service is. We're not here to save all the billions of people on the planet. Your message is going to resonate with that one person. And I'm hoping tonight that I've said something that's going to connect with one of you going, Oh yeah, she's it. I'm getting off the couch tomorrow and I'm going to do insert whatever. Remember Yoda, right? Try not do it's action. Even if you fail, I'd still rather go to my grave knowing I failed because you cannot score if you don't take the shot. And we are in the midst of March Madness right now. And my University of Illinois just took the title. And I'm so excited. Like for the first time since college, we did this. <laughs> but they didn't get all the shots they made, but they kept taking them and they kept taking them. And now they are champions. And that is really the difference between those who have tried and those who do. The more you do, the more you get better and the more rewards you get. So I think it's just a lot easier to be happy than it is to be otherwise. But take your shot and take that ball and put it in your hands and let's go have some March Madness because I'm getting ready for the game tomorrow. Woohoo! Yes. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable and you will see success. Bingo. The, That's it. I mean, the only way to do success is failure over and over and over. So the yeah. sooner you get over that, those of you watching and listening, the faster you will find it. And you know, what what better way if you if you don't like failure as much, but you still are okay with failing, then connect with Dr. Cheryl. She will take you through the minefield of this thing called entrepreneurship and get you through that 10-year minefield and hopefully reduce that by at least half, maybe even more, because of her experience. And she will be able to help you to get that success you want. And I'm gonna say this, and that success that you deserve. So go ahead and do that. This has been amazing. And I cannot believe we're three minutes out of the end. Wow. And I could talk to you for another three hours. I, I am not kidding. You are amazing. Aww, thank you. Uh, everything you've said, is, I resonate with. And if people didn't get anything from this, then they were not listening at all. <laughs> Just straight up. Because, I mean, look, I started with this thing, writing notes. And there's half a page on this one and another half a page on the wow. next page. To think and that I've said anything noteworthy, Brian, is such an honor. Thank you. There are many things noteworthy. My goodness. I got writer's cramp, and that's a good thing. I love it. See, you've got a book in there just by the lessons that you've learned. I'm telling you. There you go. I have one that's 90% complete. Woo, very good. And I have another one I'm going to be starting, uh, I don't know, in a month or two uh, that prop that may get published before the first one. It's it's exciting, and I'm, I'm excited for it. But for those that... Yeah, another thing that a book does for you is it gains you instant authority status that you didn't previously have before you had the book. And I, a quick story, and then we I did promise a prize, and uh, we want to give that away as well. And I was looking, uh, I got to look at one note here real quick. Yeah, we have uh, another gift from our lovely Dr. Cheryl Lentz as well. Um, fantastic. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But the book... Uh, here's the thing. Uh, once, and I've, I've polled so many people about this. So let's say you've met an individual, you're talking, eh, they, aren't, they aren't all that. Then they mention that they've authored a book. And then suddenly your whole viewpoint of them shifts in an instant. And everyone to a person did just what Dr. Cheryl did right there, nodded in agreement. Yes, it's universal. There was one time I was, I was a crew member helping out at an event, an entrepreneur event, speaking event. I was in the back behind the table where all the, the products were. So we were there and nobody was allowed back there while everyone's up on stage and we got to see a 500 people in the room. And so we're there taking care of running microphones, whatever needs to be done. I'm standing in the back at this moment, there's like a table, tables in a U shape and you don't go in that U shape unless you're part of the team. This one well-dressed gentleman comes and younger came in unabated, just walked in and kind of stood there inside the U and put it, you know, propped himself up against the wall. And I'm looking over just going, who the heck is this guy? You know, in my head, I'm thinking, and then I'm looking at the team members, like no one else is getting all ruffled up. So I'm thinking, okay, so something's, this is weird, but they're not worried or concerned. And so I'm like upset at this guy in my head. And then about two minutes later, another team member comes over to that individual with a lapel mic and a power pack and started miking him up. And I'm like, oh, he's a guest speaker. And in an instant, I went from being pissed off at this guy to holding him in reverence. That is kind of what a book will do for you. Mm. And so it's important that you get your message out there. 
and also that you know this will help you in your business endeavors going forward. I've heard it to a person, anyone who's authored a book said, it just changed everything for the better. And I can't wait to get my first one out. Um, on that note, uh, I did promise everyone uh, that I would show them how they could win this wonderful vacation stay giveaway. I love to ask one final question of every guest expert that shows, comes on this show, uh, Dr. Cheryl, and I found it to be super profound and very powerful and and some to some degree a little personal at times. Okay. Uh, but before I do that, I wanted to, of course, let people know how they can win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort, compliments of the Big Insider Secrets. So I know we've been telling you to keep your attention with us this entire time, but I think Dr. Cheryl would agree that we will give you permission just for a moment to take your gaze away and grab your cell phone and fire up your messaging app because this is how you enter. Here we go. Get out your text messaging app and where you would type in the name of the person you're going to text, instead put in this phone number. It's 314-665-1767. Write this down because the screen's gonna go away real quick. Again, this is only for those watching us live right now on video. And if you're not and you want to later, go to themindbodybusinessshow.com and just click on any of the multitude of buttons you'll see uh, that will take you straight into a form that will automatically announce and tell you and remind you when our next show is so you can visit us and be with us live. And so put in that number 314-665-1767 and then down where you would actually type in the message, you know, where you put in your emojis and things like that. Don't put any emojis. Instead, put in two words separated by a hyphen or a dash if you prefer. That's peak, P-E-A-K, dash, vacation. Peak dash vacation. Go ahead and do that right now and keep an eye on it. Um, keep Pay attention to Dr. Cheryl when we bring her back, but keep an eye on your phone. You will get an automated response back asking you for your email address because our system will then randomly pick a winner and email that winner with their prize and how to access it. So go ahead and do that right now. And now we're going to come back to the one, the only, Dr. Cheryl Lentz and get that big question answered that every, oh, before we do that, I understand a little birdie told me Dr. Cheryl Lentz has a little gift for you in the in the form of an, was it an ebook? Correct, correct. I have the book that I have for my TED talk. If you want an ebook copy of it, by all means, send me an email and I, let me get, write it up there and I'll send you the ebook version of this and it'll tell you a lot about failure and what I've talked about here today. And it's a, Pretty interesting read about some of my epic failures. And so the message is, if I can do it, trust me, you can do it. And what would what would that email address be? DrSherylentz.com. Easy peasy. Or I'm sorry, DrSherylentz at gmail.com. There, there we go. go. All right. I'm getting you the website. So I'll put up the website banner, but you don't want the www, but DrSherylentz at, at gmail.com. Gmail mm -hmm. uh, so just email her. Mention the Mind Body Business Show and get that copy of the book. Amazing. Thank you for that. Absolutely. My gift to everyone in there and to make sure we hold you accountable so that you go out and do great things. The world is waiting and we're desperately needing you in the game. So come join us. I love it. Yes. All right. So the question. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> in stereo. That was good. So <laughs> the cool thing about this question is there's no such thing as a wrong answer. It does not exist. It's just the opposite. The only correct answer is your answer. Oh, that's sweet. And that is all that makes it personal. So it's not a deep, um, you know, prying question, but it's very profound. But so no, no pressure. And however long it takes to come up with the response, I have a feeling you'll come up with a quick, but it doesn't matter. I'm not paying for this airtime. So however long it takes to come up with the answer, again, it's uniquely your answer. So if it takes a while, that's fine because it's your answer. Are we good? Are you ready? We're good. Let's do it. All right. Dr. Cheryl Lentz, how do you define success? Hmm. There's the cliche that will be success is getting what you want and wanting what you get. I believe that many of us look to finding success as that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and not realizing it's just not the pot of gold we're after. 
It's the journey along the way. And so I want you to adjust your thinking a little bit because success comes in many different forms that we don't recognize. And I certainly didn't because I certainly didn't recognize failure as part of success. So you might want to adjust those nice little glasses that we have and make sure when you wish for something, it's something that your heart desires and it's something that your success is predicated on because you're willing to dream. And then the secret is gratitude, is to be grateful for every successful thing that you have and you'll be blessed with more. So I love the ability of success. Just don't be afraid of it. And I know a lot of people sometimes can be a little bit afraid of success. We know it's good to be afraid of failure sometimes, but there's no need to be afraid of failure either. Believe in yourself and in your plan. Say not, I cannot, but I can. The, prize, the prizes of life we fail to win because we doubt the power within. That's it. Oh, yes. I can't oh. take credit for the poetry, but it's something my mother sent me in college. One of those nice little cards that you get from Inspirations from Mom 30 years ago. And I memorized it. And it's been something that's my personal mantra ever since. So I'll share it with you. Oh, thank you for doing that. Uh, appreciate that. Paying it forward. Dr. Cheryl Lentz, one more time. The website is www.drcheryl with a C. So for you listening, it's D-R-C-H-E-R-Y-L. And then there's another L-E-N-T-Z.com. Don't forget the www in the front because that will get you to her site where you can connect with her and see if she's a fit and have a chat. She, uh, you can tell uh, that she doesn't bite. And, and if she does, it won't be very hard. It'll be uh, good for you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Brian, it's been an absolute pleasure to work with you and your audience. And I wish them every best for every success going forward. And I completely believe you 100% authentic, authentic to the core. Thank you for your time, your energy, for sharing your your brilliance and your wisdom with our audience and with me personally. Um, yeah, I appreciate you. So thank you so, so much. Absolutely. I hope to see you around the quad. Yes, the quad, yes. <laughs> All right. On behalf of the amazing Dr. Cheryl Lentz, I am your host, Brian Kelly of the Mind Body Business Show. That's a wrap. We are done for tonight. Until next time, we will be back very, very soon. Until then, so long and be blessed, everyone. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com. My name is Brian Kelly.